you ever come across that one person who just lights up the room the moment they enter it? They just have this special sauce. This sauce that is so intangible, but you can just feel it. It's almost like you've known them for your entire lifetime, even though they're a complete stranger. If you have the skill set of being charismatic, you're pretty much unforgettable. Because charisma is what sets you apart from being perceived as a follower or a leader. It sounds simple, but it's true because charismatic people have way more abundant lives on all aspects. They have more romantic interests, they have more friendships, they connect with people easier, they inspire people way more deeper, and they make way more money in the process. And that is why I made this video because for the majority of my life, I was the girl who had an insane amount of social anxiety, insecurity, introversion, awkwardness, you name it. I realized that the foundation of everything we want in our life, whether it's love, abundance, or success lies in whether or not you're able to communicate effectively. By the end of this video, you'll understand what charisma is, the myths and misconceptions behind it, and five strategies backed by science that you can implement right away so that you can gain a competitive edge in life, love, and leadership. Are you ready? Let's get into it. So many people assume that charisma is just something you either have or you don't, that you can't develop it, that it's only for a select few. And that is not true. Let's talk about Beyonce. You obviously know how magnetic she is, how powerful she is, how assertive she is. Her aura is so energetically contagious, you can feel her. So before Beyonce actually became famous, in her personal life, she was very reserved and insecure and shy. She actually had an alter ego. Her name was Sasha Fierce and Sasha Fierce was bold, she was confident, she was magnetic, she was expressive, and she was authentic. And so whenever Beyonce stepped on stage, she made sure to transform herself into the identity of Sasha Fierce. And eventually, because she kept using Sasha Fierce every single time she was in the public eye, her identities began to emerge into one. So now she naturally projected confidence, charisma, and magnetism in every single interaction, whether that was on interviews, whether that was her at her concerts. That's what made her influential. If you look at other celebrities, they've also adopted alter egos. Kobe Bryant was Black Mamba. Eminem was Slim Shady. Norma Jean was Marilyn Monroe. That is why charisma is a learned attribute. Now here's the thing, charisma is something that fluctuates. You're not always charismatic. It's something that you bring out in certain situations. And that leads me into the second myth, which is that people assume that charisma is only for extroverts. That is so not true. I am someone who is so introverted. It's not even funny. And that surprises so many people because when I'm on stage or I'm speaking to people or I'm connecting with people in social environments, everyone assumes that I'm just always on. I'm always confident. It takes me so much work to turn on that switch of coming alive and connecting with people. Believe it or not, people who are extroverted sometimes use this mask of being outgoing as a shield for underlying insecurities that they have. Maybe they need to be around people to validate some part of their personality that they actually don't accept within themselves. So being charismatic doesn't mean you have to be an extrovert. It is actually powerful as an introvert. And believe it or not, a lot of celebrities who have created major change in this world are actually introverts. Taylor 
Swift was an introvert, Oprah Winfrey is an introvert, Steve Jobs is an introvert, MLK is an introvert, Bill Gates, Lady Gaga, all of these people are introverts. And all of these people actually have one thing in common. They are all so damn charismatic. Now the third myth that so many people get wrong is that they believe charisma is tied to attractiveness. Take Maya Angelou for example. Maya Angelou was such a profound figure in history. She was a poet, she was a civil rights advocate, but if you look at her, she didn't fit the standard of beauty back then. But what separated her from everyone around her was her impact and her influence, and it was directly tied to charisma. That the gloom, just cause I walk as if I have oil wells pumping in my living room. She inspired and connected with millions of people in the world simply because of who she was and how she conveyed her thoughts. It was only on her character, her spirit, and her energy. So drop the belief that you are only charismatic if you look a certain way. It is absolutely not true because if you have charisma, you're automatically perceived as more attractive. But the difference is that this attraction is a whole other level of depth. It is the attraction at a soul level. It is what makes people listen to you, connect with you, and learn from you. If you can get people to do those three things, my friend, you are on a whole other level in history. You will be unforgettable. You might be wondering what the heck are the traits of someone who's even charismatic? How do you know if you're charismatic? Charisma is a very simple equation. It means that you have high warmth, you have high competence, and you have high mindfulness. High warmth means that you're basically very empathetic. You're concerned for everyone's well-being. Think of that as you being in your feminine energy. Now, high competence means that you have authority, you have mastery. It's kind of in your masculine. You want to assert dominance over the people around you. And then high mindfulness basically means that you're present in your interactions. And we'll get into that later on in the strategy. So let's focus on these two. Now, the problem is that the majority of us either fall way too much on the warm side so now people don't take us seriously we can come off as people pleasers or you could fall too much on the competent side the perception that you give off to people is that you're very robotic you're kind of a know-it-all. You can come off as aggressive and people probably won't feel connected to you because you're very unrelatable. I remember last year I spoke at this industry event and what I noticed when I was talking to people and listening to people on stage was that a lot of them are so smart that it's actually a disadvantage. They have something that's called the curse of knowledge. The curse of knowledge basically means that you are so freaking smart in your domain, in your industry, that when it's time for you to share or teach things to other people, you assume subconsciously that everyone is at your level. And that is why so many leaders are actually not charismatic and that is why they have a hard time getting heard, acknowledged, and respected. You can respect someone all day, any day for what they do in life. But if you can't trust them, you haven't won them over. Trust is where the warmth comes in. And that is the missing factor in so many people in this world. Because we want people to respect us. And we think that means by coming off as a know-it-all or as an expert. And then we forget to be authentically ourselves. You want to make the person you're speaking to up here. You want to elevate them. You don't want to elevate yourself. Because if you elevate yourself too much, this person here 
feels like they're not the star of their own movie. And at the end of the day, everyone wants to be the star of their own movie. But when you make someone feel like they're the antagonist and you're the protagonist, that's when the power imbalance comes into play subconsciously. Because now people feel like you think you're up here and they're down here, when in reality, everyone is at the same level. And that is where the magical power of warmth comes in. Have you ever scrolled on social media and you've come across an influencer who is just so magnetic? The person who comes to my mind right now is Alex Earl. She shares stories with her audience. She's very relatable. What do we do? We beeline it to the bar because there, if there's any chance of me mingling with any of these people tonight, I need some liquid courage. She's just a friend through the screen and that is why people feel so connected to her. Now the thing about Alex Earl is that her brand is very much on the warmth aspect of things. But if you look at someone like Oprah Winfrey or Joe Rogan, what these people are doing is something completely different. They're utilizing both their competence and their warmth and that is what makes them so powerful. I'm not saying that anything is wrong with just being warm, especially if you're building a brand. But if you're someone who wants to be a thought leader or influential, you want to make sure that you have both. And that is why Joe Rogan is one of the top podcasters in this entire freaking universe. But you are better off if you believe that this is all for greater good. Love. Love. Yeah, and that's love. probably what God really is. God is love. He is so damn smart, but he also knows how to convey and communicate his ideas in a way that not only gets you to listen, but gets you to like him, to trust him. You are so loyal to the people you follow because you can resonate with something about them. You see something in them that you have within yourself. The first step is very simple. It's to master your emotional intelligence. The reason this is so powerful is because you really can't fake charisma. Every single one of you that's watching this video right now has a sixth sense. You're super good at subconsciously perceiving other people's emotions and other people's intentions. So if your demeanor and your energy is contradicting the way you actually feel about yourself, people will feel that energy. And that is why identity work is so important because if you can't master your identity, then people know when you're faking it. And that is probably worse than having no charisma at all. Two months ago, when I gave my first ever TED talk, I worried that I was not confident enough, like my energy was wasn't special, that I wasn't going to be able to connect with people. And so what I did was that I utilized the power of visualization and meditation. And that completely changed my energy. For two weeks before I did that TED talk, I would play my meditation as soon as I woke up because I was in the right brainwave state. I visualized me being on stage, captivating everyone's energy the moment I set foot on it. I visualized that I had that kind of power. My second strategy to be way more charismatic and unforgettable is to practice more mindfulness and more presence. If you're talking to someone, whether that's on a date or at a professional meeting, and you're implying that you care about what they have to say, but you're putting out this energy that you're distracted, that you're thinking about something else and you're not really focused, they'll sense that you're being inauthentic. You're not being true because now they feel subconsciously that they can't trust you and they'll pull away. My third tip to being extremely charismatic and unforgettable is to utilize your nonverbal cues. Having the proper body language, meaning you're standing up tall, your shoulders are back, you're making eye contact, you're using your hands more often. All of that signifies confidence as well. 
And it becomes almost like a feedback loop because your mind is now validating you're charismatic and now your body language is just reinforcing to your mind that you are charismatic. If you look at the second most viewed TED Talk of all time, it's by Amy Cuddy and her TED Talk is about how your body language shapes who you are. She talked about this concept and it's called the power pose. If you go into any social interaction or an event or something that is really, really important that could shape the entire course of your future and you're like really scared or nervous or doubtful, just doing the power pose for two minutes will help you feel the most powerful and the most confident. You know, where can you actually apply this, which we cared about, of course. What matters, I mean, where you want to use this is evaluative situations, like social threat situations. Where are you being evaluated, either by your friends, like for teenagers at the lunchroom table. It could be, you know, for some people, it's speaking at a school board meeting. It might be giving a pitch or giving a talk like this or um, doing a job interview. Now, my fourth tip is all about communication, which is my favorite, and it's called the pratfall effect. The pratfall effect basically means that when you showcase a little bit of vulnerability or relatability, that it makes you instantly more likable. So if you're sharing ideas to someone on the camera, or you're at a networking event and you wanna make new friends, sharing a little bit of self-deprecation or admitting that you made an embarrassing mistake, or sharing a relatable story that kind of makes you feel a little bit of that ick, but you do it anyway, that makes you so much more charismatic. I used to be that girl who wanted to be so perfect and I wanted everyone to see me that way because I thought that if I shared something that I was working on or that I was embarrassed about, I thought that everyone would look at me weird. I thought people would judge me and I noticed that this happened because of my childhood upbringing. Kids would kind of make fun of you if you were too vulnerable or you were too much of yourself. They would say to dial it back, to tone it down. And so that is what I thought I had to do for so many years of my life. But it wasn't until I started showing up as a leader within my own sphere and doing things that made me uncomfortable that I realized that your authenticity is such a superpower. I know that is such a cliche statement, but it is damn true. One of the best ways to connect with anyone in this world, whether it's an audience, a date, a friend, a community, through a nonprofit organization within your business or selling your products and services is through telling a story. Why? Because it inspires people, it educates people, it encourages empathy, it reduces relaxation, it gets people to relax because now they're like, oh, this is a story, I actually wanna listen. I don't wanna be lectured to or preached to. I wanna connect with you. This is what everyone is thinking subconsciously in their head. That is what makes someone so charismatic because they're able to take their ideas and their concepts and they're able to make someone give a shit about them. The way you get someone to give a shit about them is when you frame what your ideas are in a way that makes them care. That is through stories because stories is how people connect with each other. If you look back to the hunter-gatherer days, everyone would sit around a campfire and share stories with each other because that's actually what prevented people from getting killed. Stories that show that you learned a valuable lesson or stories that have a little bit of self-deprecation in it where you're kind of like throwing in a little bit of insults to yourself or even humor all have the same impact. And so when you're watching content on social
social media or you're talking to someone or you're listening to someone, pay attention to when they're using stories, when they're using humor, when they're kind of making jokes about themselves because you'll notice that they're doing it unintentionally, but there's also intention with it. And so when you start integrating these things into your communication, you become so much more magnetic. The fifth strategy is for you to cater to people's most important values. Because every single person has six primary human needs stemming from their childhood. Now, out of these six human desires, each of us values one over the other in a hierarchy. So when you meet someone and you know which value that they value the most, you can can use that to motivate them or to make them feel cared and validated or even strengthen your relationship with them. If you want to know what people's top value is, you can do that by observing what they're talking about. A person who values service might be that person who is always throwing the best get-togethers and the best parties and the best events for the people around her. And because she does that for so many people, she probably wants someone to do that for herself. You could be the person who organizes events for her, who makes her the star of her show one day. A person who values status is someone who loves growing through the ranks. Maybe they work really, really hard and they have certain achievements and they wanna be recognized for that. You could be the one who acknowledges that person's status in a public way by sharing that person's wins because you know that that is what they value a lot in their life right now. A person who values information might be someone who loves learning. They're so, so curious. So you could validate this person's desire by getting that person a book that they might love to read. Understanding what someone's core motivator and core driver is makes that person feel like you not only know them, but you understand them. That is the essence of charisma being able to understand someone and then putting in the effort to intentionally connect with them the right way. Now that you know all of the strategies about what it takes to be highly charismatic and influential and unforgettable, I encourage you to take every single day to integrate something that you learned from this video because I promise you that these things will change your life because it did it for me. 